Alligator Blood at the 100. Romantic Warrior, Mr. Brightside. Still Alligator Blood. Mr. Brightside coming at it with Romantic Warrior. It's a photo finish. Mr. Brightside or Romantic Warrior. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host Scoot, and I'm joined in studio uh, with John Walter, who's got the uh, double up this week. You've got Derby, and then we've got the Melbourne Cup show on Sunday. Lucky you. So are you. Why are you pointing me out as the only one? Because you have to it? come to my house twice, and you've brought me an avocado. I didn't bring it. There's an you avocado left it on, on the... my driveway. Is that a sign of luck? It's not a. I don't know what you're the one who left it out there. It's Weird. a sign of you think I'm an avocado. I'm not sure. Mrs. knows nothing about it, but um, it's balmy up here. It's 31 degrees. I do see that the forecast is pretty good in Melbourne over the weekend, and it's pretty uh, hot Monday, Tuesday. So it's going to be fast, good fours, good threes, great racing down in Melbourne, but uh, a bit chilly down there. DK, how are you? Yeah, a bit chilly this morning. Uh, All right, Scoop. Yeah, all right. Uh, Another quiet week in racing down here. I didn't think a Ponzi scheme or all the old bookies and the ways to work with and the clerks and all that have all put their life savings in it. Just hit the skid. Didn't think I'd read that leading into Cup Week, but uh, anyway, um, not a stoop that will uh, come to light. How are you, Nico? Not bad. Just uh, excited for the week ahead. It's going to be a big week, so uh, got to time your run, Cup Week, don't you? You can't go off too early, so um, just trying to keep it nice and uh, cool, calm and collected at the moment and uh, ready for a, a mammoth well, week. Just doing the I just did my, uh, you know, do you do your weekly diary, at, uh, just doing it yesterday, how I'm going to fit everything in because you've got all the, it's the biggest sort of social week for the year, catch up with, you know, all the people, um, Plus all the work you've got to do with four meet, four metro meetings, plus all the country meetings. So, yeah, she's a chock-a-block week, but looking forward to it. Did, did DK just say he's got a social calendar? <laughs> yeah. One week of the year. unbelievable. One week of the year. You get out of the dungeon. You, you talk does? to people. You this did the work I lock myself down. Anyway, that's good. Should Mate, be crowd. Like- I wish I had a Rupert Crown like B. Mellon and M. Zara. They just park at Crown for the week. I should be with them. I'm there Saturday night, Sunday, Monday, functions all the way through. But... I'll get to get home, back and forth, do the work. Family man, quick, uh, quick one in reverse. Uh, any uh, sort of Cox Plate fallout? I think um, it's sort of been done to death, I guess, through the through the media and stuff like that. It was it's just a good race, a blanket every, finish. Pretty much every horse render their potential, and except Fangirl should have stayed home in its box. May as well have. Still ran good. well. I just yeah. Oh, ran through. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was just circumstances. That track always throws it up, which is part of why the race is what it is. So. Funny one. We uh, we don't have Zach uh, Lloyd t-shirts, but um, maybe if he holds a position and doesn't try and stay off the fence, he probably would have got a lot closer. I would have thought of militarise. He still sort of whacked away, but was sort of a bit of a, a nothing run. And uh, all full credit to J Mac. Was a good run by the horse. Does it, it spell now? Or does it go? Um, Where can is it go? a chance to go into that mile of the two thousand nah, or something? He's in the paddock. Militarise. Is he? Is yeah, he? Saving yeah. for the autumn. Yeah. Would have loved to see him line up in that two thousand. Yeah, the big uh, two thousand meter race uh, on the last day of Flemington is going to be an absolute beauty. I thought uh, Skybird has sort of stamped herself for the thousand guineas, rightful favourite. Nico, I don't know. She can't, she doesn't have an early speed, so it's going to be interesting to see how they sort of ride her in, in a thousand guineas, isn't it? But she hasn't been allowed to have show any. That's I mean, what I was going to say. She's yeah. had three starts. She's drawn to go back. She's yeah, shown so. that blistering turn of acceleration of of slow tempo, like Zach Zach Purton just doing what he liked in front on Grinzinger Bell. Yeah, that was a good ride. It was a, and then Bob B Merton's just you know. As we saw with, um, they say when they you know, people ask you questions, what's what's the most important thing about when you're doing the form and this and that? And, well, the horse has got to have some talent, right? That's the that's the but the the, the rider is the most important thing. I mean, be shin on Jimmy Star yesterday. You know, it was just I mean, horse doesn't win without the ride, and the, and Bo Merton's the way he rode uh, Skybird as well. So mm. you know, the, the riders, you know, you can do whatever you like. Horse has got to have a degree of talent, which that's why they're race horses. But mate, the riders are just. You know, that they're, 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 that's win or lose. Yeah, hundred percent. They've, so, they've got to understand what they're sitting on too, don't they? Like that that horse, he knew that it's got a sharp turn of speed or whatever, and probably knew that he needed a bit of luck. But yeah, the, the the inverse is different. Like going too slow on a horse mm. that doesn't have the turn of foot is the opposite. You see that the opposite of it all the time. They forget to take off when they've had full control. Things like that. So uh, there was a couple of corkers. Uh, interpretation was a pretty good ride at Bendigo. Yesterday, probably an act of God win, but different ride, and it probably gets beat. Well, it was MD, MD. I mean, he sort of half shelved himself. He looked looked like he's going to win by two or three on the turn, but he just he just just sort of whacked away one pace, and that's what he is. But um, he got there. But uh, yeah, MD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it did look like how far on the corner, it did, didn't it? Yeah, and I thought he gonna... got there and he nearly looked yeah. like a beat. So. so he's obviously a quirky animal, isn't he? Oh yeah, I think they, I think the gelding's been the key to that horse. Yeah. Like come here last year and he was Walsbrook for the cup last year. I remember backing him and um, 
he got into the race, but I think the, the gelding this year has really helped him out. He's still not in the race. He's he'll probably end up twenty fifth off who depending who wins the Lexus. So yeah, that's right. If one so of those, he, we... he probably needs someone else to drop out, which is highly likely given the cup of the last few years. And um, given the um, the uh, still got to go through the vet tests. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, w- I would say that there probably would be likely one drops out maybe mm. just um, due to a bit of bad luck there. So I think 25th he probably would get in. That'd be my gut feel at the moment. Definitely needs every bit of uh, 3,200 when he steps up to uh, Melbourne Cup quality, I would have thought. Uh, Vorban, I tell you what, his little skirt up on Tuesday morning up the Flemington Strait has just got everyone in ruptures. The press are all over it. Uh, his price, like he's the next, so you think, I think 350 might be the best price out there. I don't think you'll get much better. You might get four bucks again, but it won't be any better than that, I wouldn't imagine. Over the line. Melbourne boys, have you heard anything? Any any talk down there? So the only horse all of into into I haven't even watched that bit of work. I haven't even watched it. Like track work, schmack work, you know, like who cares? Like they all go breakfast with the stars and they all do this and that. It's you know, it always is as a working gallop. But um uh I heard that Lee Modders head who's out here, I heard him two months ago saying this is this is the real deal, this horse. You know, don't worry about Dover Legend and that last year was it Dover Legend? Yep. Yeah, don't worry about it. This is this is the this is the real one. So, uh, but what price was Dover Legend last year? It was two to one, wasn't it? Or yeah, three to one? Was its it real price was eight dollars. If those mongos hadn't jumped in and thrown their millions at it, oh, better, that's right, that's what happened there. Yeah, yeah the better, true, true, true. Yeah, well, happy to yeah, happy to be, be around it. I don't know if I'm happy to be around this thing though. The, I'll have a good look at it. Um, said day after the barrier draw and all that sort of thing, but uh, I don't know if I want to be around this one. Deal. He doesn't have like a sharp turn of foot, but once he gets going, like he's the sort of horse he probably sit fifth, sixth, seventh in this race and. They'll take off and then he'll just keep coming. He looks like the ideal. Like he's and he's such a good trainer, William like Mullins. He's yeah, I think it's the right horse. I don't think it's a like, maybe an overaction to agree to a bit of work, but it is good to see they're alive. Hmm. And that's all you really where you get the chance to do is see if they're alive. <laughs> Michael Hickmont tweeted that uh, the horse didn't have back plates on uh, Nico. Some people that I spoke to said that that's not an issue, and even a trainer up at uh, the Sunshine Coast, ex Sydney man. David Van Dyke's known for um, not not loving putting uh, plates on them and, and working them uh, without shoes and stuff like that. What do you think of uh, that stuff? No, no. Well, it's just it's just to each horse, isn't it? You know, they get to this point in their career, and the the trainers they they know the horse back to front once they get five six year olds. So um, yeah, it's probably just working out each horse, and that they're a lot different breed of racehorse to what we have down here. Like this, <laughs> some some of the Europeans, even that we've sort of got. Through like my dad pre-training a few horses from our use and that some of them you get and you just they don't even look like race horses. Some of them like they're just completely different. So um, it's no surprise to see they try, like they do things a bit different when they bring them over. Is it was that was born is it born or whatever he's called? Was that the one that Mick Price was talking about? He goes, boy oh boy, when he was saying how much work they gave him that day, and he said he'd be scared to give a horse that much work, you know, because they're just different animals. Yeah, like he. I think he went 1,600 and then the last four, he was coming home strong, wasn't he? But, he said, whoa, that's a lot of work. And then, yeah, he came back and he had a good sweat after, but um, he did a lot of work. So that's that's usually, you know, a pretty – I would have said that's his main lead. And I saw he had a piece of work at Werribee this morning, but I think that would have been his main gallop before yeah. the cup and probably just a bit of maintenance and hold him together till till Tuesday now. There was a lot of horses that used to go through the 2,000-meter race and you've still got uh, the old Saab, the Archer or whatever they call it that run on the Saturday. So – I don't think there's uh, anything to worry about about overworking the horse, and he is coming to the race sort of fresh off the spell. But um, as the boys and we've all just spoken about, uh, Sunday morning we're going to film our Melbourne Cup preview show. We're going to do runner by runner. So um, hopefully, uh, well, I don't know what Addis is doing on Derby Day, but he might make a bit of an appearance. There'll be a lot of there'll be a lot of horses we skip through, I think, this year. So it shouldn't be too bad. Hmm. A lot of red pens, so it'll be short and sharp. But uh, every runner will cover, which will be uh, great. So make sure uh, you set your clocks for about two o'clock on Sunday afternoon, because that's when the the show will go up live, or maybe a touch earlier. And uh, a little a couple of just going back to uh, social media, someone sent uh, a couple of things into our inbox this week. This is maybe something to try over Cup Week if you're uh, a bachelor or you're batching. Uh, it's Dim Sim in a, uh, a buttered white roll. I think this is probably the most popular tweet we've sent out since the boys won half a million in the uh, the dog stream. It has got people in ruptures. Sweet chili sauce, tomato sauce, barbecue sauce. There's all different ways to do it. Some people are disgusted that there's butter in it, but there's a strong undercurrent that the, this little con- contraption here, the buttered... Uh, How can butter be the problem with this photo if you've know. got one? You need as much lube as you can to get this one down, but uh, the guts would be feeling awful an hour later. Lots of people have this and ate it all the way through school. I was I was like across the the uh, the roll and the roll, sausage roll in a, in a white roll, but 
I've never tried one of those. I'd eat that. Like, no trouble. Like, not even a that's – there's, there's just nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> TK or Nico, are you, are you fond of these? Oh, I'm a steamed dimmy man, but I've uh, never, never even contemplated throwing a dim bread or anything like that. That's six steamed dim sims. That's that's a that's a big. Uh, that's, this is mug punner areas, isn't he? I, I thought that looked like the mug <laughs> whipped it up. <laughs> Mugs home cooking. I yeah, think the second he, one he's might bread be tough with to get he's White bread, white bread on everything, doesn't he? The the other one from um, Twitter, someone DM'd us this last night, and uh, there's a photo on the screen now, and it looks like there's a horse with Trent and Natalie Young. And it's a three-year-old filly, hasn't had a race yet, and it's called Little Birdie. It's by Seamus Award out of uh, Colletard and Aussie Kahir, John O'Neill. And uh, I was looking for your name there, DK, but um, it's not there. So legit, there's a, uh, <laughs> a Trent and Natalie runner um, called Little Birdie. First Exactly starter. the way we saw it. Yeah, no, it hasn't had a race yet. There it is up on uh, Racing You think it would be Australia. out of cast or something like that. Oh, yeah. I th- yeah. When I first saw it, I thought, oh, DK's gone and found a horse and left us out again. But, uh, by gone right. out then of you, Then you saw it was trained by it. Trent and Natalie and you said, no, no, no. no yeah, no, how's no. that? That'd be the ultimate <laughs> trial. Imagine if it's a group one horse, it'd be the best. One of those boys might watch the show and they might be taking the piss out of us. Who knows? There's too much that, like, the Aussie horse with the name against Trent. Like, it's just too, it's just too much. There's it's a bit good. of a whiff around that. Yeah, I don't know awesome. what's going on there, but it, someone's having a bit of a lend of us, I think. Yeah. It's going to be a big show. Uh, Donnie is in fine form. He bet up Eagles Crag and I think he's going to save on something that uh, was a huge run behind it. Uh, the syndicate are just sort of treading water at the moment. We're 92 units up for the year, which is great, sitting at about 10% pot. Uh, but uh, we just can't really make a big run of it uh, over the last couple of weeks. So fingers crossed we can have a fat week at uh, Cup Week. If you want lots of action, make sure um, you tune into that via the Little Birdie app. Walt, uh, Tom Kitten's obviously been left in the paddock for the derby and Magic Time was carved up. So that cost us the top two uh, special. We've got the Golden Eagle this week. I'll tell you what, it looks like an absolute cracking race, the Golden Eagle. Haven't heard as much about it as the Everest, but I think it's a, uh, a better field and a really uh, good betting race. Uh, Nico, you got uh, Kelvin Sanderson over the line, and as you said, uh, massive week for you. You got uh, four meetings, so make sure you check out Nico's Mounting Yard Mail. We've got Azza, he's so but up finally, and uh, I think he wanted to uh, preview 10 races, but um, I'll have to put the stallion chain on him. We'll give him a look at uh, three or four. Verdad backs up in the uh, the derby. I was a little bit disappointed with its run at the Vars. Obviously, they went super quick, so yeah, he's, prob- he's probably gone to a new peak. He has. No, that's sorry, Scott. I was with. I was with you. I was with him there. I was. I was. I agree. And then I've gone and looked at. He's just gone too hard on it. Mm. He set the race up for a pool here at a much better base for mm. that tempo of that race. That horse is stepping from a mile to two thousand and forty, and he's gone and rolled along in front like that. Well, the other horse has gone fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred, eighteen hundred. So I just yeah, I was look. I I'm, I don't. I don't think he can win the day. I think he would beat Riff Rocket. But um, I'm. Uh, Bo, Bo, give him a rap for Skybird, but. He lost his he lost his clock in his head there, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's a, it's an interesting one because um, Apulia has now got to go week back up, week back up, and now he's going into the Derby. That horse could be cooked, but I don't know. Ferdad might might be able to bounce and turn the tables there. So he's only going the one week back up once versus Apulia twice. Interesting. No one backed up off the Spring Champion. Obviously, they've got to uh, they've got to travel as well. But it was a pretty hard run race. So mm. yeah, you think. I'm not even a huge Riff Rocket fan, to be fair, but it looks like it's going to win by default just on setup, doesn't it? Like it's going to sit behind. It's just a bit of a. It's funny, it's coming off the barrier trial, and the others are coming off the high pressure 2000. It's coming off a barrier trial 2000. Like it just throws a bit of a quandary there, you know, which way you want to take it. Exactly, yeah. We might talk about that a little bit later, but uh, the top sort of steam, uh, pretty hard to please people. Gumdrops uh, collected. I think it was like $21, but after deductions, it was $10. Still had uh, someone on Twitter blowing. not happy with uh, the fact that it got an ounce as a bet. And then there was 2000 on uh, Romantic Warrior in the Cox Plate. So uh, the early shoppers are finding some form. But uh, just goes to show you can, you can find a $10 chance in the steamers and people still complain. Uh, top Sport, uh, they've got Bob on all the Group 1 races. So great week to capitalise. Lots of Group 1s in Melbourne. And so that's betting to win 5000 So fix at the time. And if the horse gets uh, out on the flux or the, uh, the tote, you still get it locked in. So... Um, you can even collect more than the 5,000 if the horse drifts. So they'll bet your fixed odds at the time to win five. Make sure you check out Top Sport. Um, it's going to be a super week of racing. Let's get into the Coolmore uh, stud stakes. Nico, this is uh, the first race that you've identified. You're a bit keen on Zapatea, but it looks like it's going to get scratched. So Flemington race six, Coolmore stud. Cylinder's a favourite here, $4. Shinzu is $7.50. King's Gambit, $8. Stretner Angel, $8.50. Step Party is 11. I'm Unstoppable, 12. Osmosis, 13. V8, 
18, Tiz Invincible 17, um, Moravia, Nadal, Arkansas Kid, Butch Cassidy, Shalite, Don Corleone, um, and that probably rounds out uh, the legitimate chances I would have thought. Replay we're going to have a look at here is Cylinder coming through the uh, Everest. Tell us why you like it. Yeah, it's a ripping race this year, the Coolmore, but I think there's only two chances, and I think they're the two horses in this race, Cylinder and Shinzo, for one, they just have a class edge, and I think they're the best two horses at 1,200 metres. Cylinder was a great run here. Probably had the run of the race, just in behind the speed, but gee, did a good job. Um, only beaten by, you know, think about it, private eye. I wish I win it in secret. So that's, you know, red hot form. They're, they're the only four beaten in this preparation with militarised. So, you know, the horses that have beat him are, are top-notch. Um, he's just very consistent. That's what you get with him. He just puts himself in the spot. I think Timmy's going to be a really good rider for this horse. I think it's a great ride for him. Um, I think there's a good speed early. He'll probably just park him behind that. He's going to be in the right part of the track. I thought if you're going to win this race, you're going to have to come and catch Cylinder. Um, and given that, I thought he's he's probably an easy starting point in the race. Shinzo was good in the Everest. He didn't have a whole lot of luck. The last 200 is probably the best part of his work. Probably wasn't the greatest race. He was right back where he was. Um, and he may have lacked the class relative to the first four. He still came home fourth fastest last 200. Seems like he's just peaking on the day. And what we did see in the slipper is Shinzo may be a better horse than Cylinder. Don't think the Golden Rose necessarily worked out for him. Last start was signs of life. Um, J-Mac goes aboard now and uh, does get a pretty soft run in behind the speed from Barrier 4, you would have thought, and has been a profile they've used before with Home Affairs, who was an average run in the cool, in the, uh, the Everest and then bolted in the Coolmore. So I think that's the right form, seems the right lead up, and a few of the other horses just have a, a few little question marks, you know, Stepati and V8 come back from a mile. King's Gambit, still a bit of a head case. I know he won last start, but he did get up the the inside, which was a huge positive on the day. It wasn't like he sort of scouted wide and won. So, uh, yeah, 1-2 for mine, or 2-1, I should say. But, uh, yeah, Cylinder probably uh, one of the better bets of the day, I would have thought. And I think if you have something on Shinzo, you should be pretty close to winning. Yeah, this is a um, – <clears throat> there's just so many – Different sort of setups and angles here. That you got it's the like horses. a second grand final for every horse, just about. Mm, but it is sort of the nearly the most important one as well. So mm. everyone just loves to target this. This is the big, I guess, stallion making race outside the Golden Rose and the Guineas. Uh, a lot of horses that probably didn't run the mile in the Guineas. Then you've got horses that have been just sticking to the straight, like Stretton Angel. Um, as you said, Nico, the King's Gambit angle. Then you've got the Everest horses. Jeez, it's mouth-watering, and you're just going to get a great price. Osmosis has probably tackled yeah. this uh, tackled this the whole way, but it was a little bit disappointing. Like if it had a beaten King's Gambit last time, which it wasn't even close to, it probably nearly goes around favourite here, mm. uh, even with Schumacher on it. It's, um, yeah, Tiz Invincible is another angle. Back in distance, Moravia first prep. Butch Cassidy's got beat half a length in the Golden Rose. It's 40 to 1. <laughs> there's a there's a million different like you said there's a million different angles you can take here but I, you know, I think if you keep it simple like Nico said if the real cylinder shows up it's the one that's probably definitely going to be in the finish you don't know what King's Gambit's going to do you don't really know what Shinzo or any of them are going to do but he's just a bulletproof professional any thoughts here DK with these immature horses not real I thought I thought the Sydney ones held the key really with those other ones coming back from the, the main Victorian ones coming back from the uh, from the guineas will be a task so um, uh, since you just line up their SPs and their performances. Cylinder's uh, obviously to pick over Shinzo, but uh, Shinzo looks like he can really improve off that um, Everest run. But uh, I'll just happy to defer to Walt here. He knows these three Sydney siders probably better than all of us. So um, I'll see what he thought. Yeah, the inside draw is interesting. Synthetic hoof filler doesn't look great on Shinzo. Well, it doesn't, it's not a big negative, how do you know, but it's not great. I, I just hate horses drawn down there in this race. King's Gambit and Shinzo are probably going to be in the similar spot, aren't they? I, Geez, he's just got so many ticks. Cylinder, if he's alive, even the blinkers off, I think doesn't hurt him. I think he'll um, he'll conserve a bit more than he did in the the Everest there. Yeah, you know, yeah. I just hope it wins for Timmy, and I'll be cheering hard. Big, biggest whichever. Zach off, Tim on. Yeah, I don't want to mock anything. I don't want to. I don't want to say or mock anything. Seems a great ride for him. Like he gets a lot out of these sort of horses and. This, this would have always been in their plans, a race like this, but looking at it in the yard, sort of in his first run, I think he was a bit underwhelming in his first two runs because they left so much improvement in him mm. for the Everest, yep. for a race like this. Because when we saw him in the Vane Stakes, everyone was thinking, oh, is this horse any good? I think he just was, you know, they've just prepped him up. They gave him those runs and thought he can still win. They were right. He can still win. Um, but they've just left so much in the tank for later in the prep. He's very good. James, I mean, is he? James Cummings for the grand finals. 
it was a bit acting god Tibby got on it too because I think uh, they were a little bit surprised J-Mac took the ride on Shinzo. Uh, Nash was obviously in the swim. They couldn't get Buick. They couldn't get Doyle. Uh, split. They couldn't get – I think they had the Breeders' Cup meetings on over there. So, uh, And then, you know, there was – everyone else had sort of committed just prior and it, it fell in his lap a little bit. Um, luckily, even Royal Tribute didn't go to this race. So, you know, hopefully it's a twist of fate for the, the little bloke with the big ass and he can pump it home. Right mm. man for the job. We're, we're aboard him Saturday. We're uh, we're Team Timmy, so hopefully he's get the job done for us. He's got a pretty good book, actually. It's, it's, uh, he's got a he only had two, two rides last uh, last week, and, and this week he's got a full book. Mm. Synthetic uh, hoof filler for Shinzu, so a bit of nail polish there. Blinkers off first time for Cylinder. Don Corleone's got Equicast. V8's got the blinkers first time. Stapati, interesting, has got blinkers first time. And I thought your horse, DK, might have been a little bit of a knockout and better suited to 1,200 up the straight was Shalite. I thought um, he's probably last couple of starts. You could make some excuses for him. but um, There's a lot of strong horses. It's just whether they've got the sprint left in their legs to go with a couple of the sharp ones, isn't it? But there's mm. it's going to be some strong horses late. Haven't even spoken about Stretton Angel too, so uh, she'd be probably in the race off that uh, traditional sort of Danehill path and, yeah, that's sort of the, the old-fashioned way to get to the race. But uh, I think, Nico, you either keep it simple or you can um, start to throw many bullets out really wide and you can grey yourself up, which I'm probably at uh, the great upland right now. It's good for the quaddy of the old this race. Like You can go the short way and then the, the ultimate value way as well. 100%. All right. Well, we're going to go a bit all over the shop, uh, depending on who's found horses in different races. But the next race we're going to have a look at with Nico is the Empire Rose Stakes. It's race eight. Princess Grace is the favorite. $6. A tissue, $6.50. Alcohol free, $7. Hope in your heart, $8. Wish will last nine. Life lesson, 16. Hinged, 18. Barbie's Fox, 18. Renaissance Woman, $19. Pride of Jenny, $19. Wrote to Arataki, 21. Foxy Frida, Shuffle Dancer, More Secrets, Osbred Flirt. Jenny Lala, and then you've got the other tearaway pacemaker, Deny Knowledge, in the race. Pride and Jenny and Deny Knowledge will just absolutely go bananas up in front, and it'll just be the last mare standing here. Nico, you think it could be hope in your heart? Yeah, well, she likes fast tempo races. She hasn't really seen one this campaign, but you go back to the Queen of the Turf, um, you know, high pressure Doncaster, even the Golden Eagle, where she was a really good run. That was where we saw the best of her. This is her back in the pink. Alongside her is a tissue. I think off this runs, it's hard to see why a tissue's favourite in front of her, given I think she's a much better run. Um, this is in the King Charles, obviously Fangirl, Mr. Brightside coming out of this. Kovalika was a huge run. She's still come home the third fastest last 200 metres of this race, six quickest of the day. thought it was a really good run. Um, you look back through her sort of run in the Epsom, she's probably the run of the race there as well, caught off the track on a day where it was like a good day to be on the fence and she was three wide the trip, still got home to run, you know, top six. Her run in the Doncaster last year was huge, um, was probably a better run than Fangirl, although she might have found her right conditions. And then, yeah, like she likes to fast run races as well. So she gets a bit of lucky from the draw. Timmy goes back aboard. He seems to have a really good association with her. Um, one on her first up last campaign and then, um, you know, rode her a few times behind Espiona and then in the Queen of the Turf. So he knows what works for her. And I think Barry number one is a little bit sticky, but I think there's a fair chance they could potentially use her up a bit from the draw and get her out. And she just looks set to peak in a race where they could go quite fast. You know, Princess Grace – or not Princess Grace, alcohol-free um, – Pride to Jenny and then deny knowledge all in there. You think they're going to set up a, a pretty good tempo. So I think Barrier One might be a, a pretty cozy spot, just very economical along the fence. And yeah, I, was, I sort of struggled to see why she wasn't favorite. So uh, I was pretty happy to bet up there around $8. Mm. She's an absolute star, this mare, and she just tends to hit a bit of a flat spot between sort of the 600 or when pressure goes into the race. But uh, she usually just uh, busts, you know, tries a little, little hard out. This mare, thoughts, Walt? Oh, that's it. It looks like there's three hopes, mainly because of that crazy tempo. I think one's perfect just because they're going to fly. You'd expect that a lot of these horses are going to be pretty tired. Big gaps will open up. Uh, you'd be very unlucky to not get clear running sort of around this track from the bend on hoping your heart. Like, I think there's, I think alcohol free will win or, or hoping your heart and a tissue are the ones coming late. Always scared of wall of runners, but I agree with uh, Nico. I'd have to have hoping your heart shorter than a tissue. Um, so I'd be making hope in your heart and alcohol free, my winners and price dependent. Maybe even chop a tissue or half. You might something. I just you just the old waller jamming on these races where they go like rocket ships is is hard to hard to handle, especially in the fast run races. But I, I think hope in your heart and alcohol free are clearly top two. I think alcohol free just gets that absolutely perfect run straight behind uh, the two lunatics up front. 
and uh, it'll be off and gone and then something's got to chase it down. I, th- I can't add too much more to that, but uh, I thought Shuffle Dance is sort of knocking the door down. I just loved how far she got in her first prep last time. Uh, typical with a lot of those Moody and uh, Ma horses, they they start off in a maiden and then four or five starts later they end up in a group too. So I thought she was great behind Royal Merchant and Rev Miss and uh, a couple of those horses late in their prep last time in the CUNY and all that, that sort Adelaide of thing. Adelaide form you're looking at there, Royal Merchant? Oh, well, yeah, she did finish there, but that was pro- she went 1,600 back to 1,200 and then she still went pretty good there. So she's got a pretty good engine, uh, I think, Shuffle Dancer, but um, she'd be the value. Last up, we were on 26 bucks from the yard. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of just thought the Melbourne form was, uh, I sort of said it on a few of our review pods, that it just feels bit icky, the Melbourne form. So I I really went looking for the Sydney form all day. I think that's where the depth of the fields have been recently. We haven't had the depth in Melbourne and the Sydney horses come to Melbourne on Saturday. So... Um, yeah, I was I was with Walt probably hoping you're hard a tissue. Alcohol free is definitely in play. Yeah. It's just what price you want to well, take. Yeah, I found I found a blowout here. I found a blowout, but I'm Ooh. glad you like hoping your heart, you blokes, and that because this lines up through it through the queen of the turf, and that's more secrets. More secrets. So yeah. she, mm. I think she's back mm. in sensational order this prep. Um, she got home, just had a bowl round first up, then just dead set savage the other day. But and then the Renaissance woman off the slope tempo from out the back, third up, Ollie Swan Song. Um, I think she can. She looks like she's gone to a better level this prep, and uh, she thought, "Was she going to be thirty to one or something?" She definitely goes in scoots quaddy numbers, and uh, for mine, if you're lining up through hope in your heart and all that through the queen of the turf, you've got to throw her in. Yeah, even Renaissance woman looks a chance on the back up. I'd be. I don't think it'll go. It's, it goes to Sydney, does it? Or is it coming down? Oh, I'm not right. sure, but yeah, SF for the quaddy numbers. I would have thought just back in the Sydney. Osbred flirt goes in as well. It went good the other day. It, it ridden close, and uh, yeah, it's 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 in there as well. Thirty to one. I agree with both of them. Yeah, I, I, it was in my karate numbers, DK. I think there's that's a, it's just a, a couple of there's these. There's not many that aren't, Scoot. There's not many that aren't. <laughs> oh, oh, field, field, favourite field. Yeah. There's just a couple of horses, yeah, like Shuffle Dancer. They're drawn two, nine, uh, Osbred Flirt, and then more Circuits four. Yeah, you could do a lot worse than uh, putting those in. And I just think that they've got a bit better of a platform than a horse. I like, like these, like we joke with quarties and stuff, where you've got like one or two solid chances in the races and then you can couple them around. They all fall. It's not ideal, but if you yeah, if you got the extreme at both ends, a couple you think might wrap it up if there's something weird happens. There, the, the the dangers are sort of twenty and thirty, forty to one. It's great because mm. that's when you can get the good result, the monster dividend. All right, so we're uh, we're all on the same page there. Make sure you check out Nico's Mounting Yard Mail so you get uh, four scoops of it. So all the big days at Flemington and uh, the last word will be just uh, so, so important with a little bit of wind around and that track drying out. It's going to be an absolute beauty of a week. Uh, As is just uh, chomping on the bit. He's been in the background for about 10 minutes. Welcome, uh, welcome back to the show, Azza. Uh, is there anything that we've said in the last sort of ten to fifteen minutes that uh, you absolutely love, or you just want to sink the boots in? No, I don't think I'm going to sink the boots in. I think Rico's. Uh, I think yeah, in the core mile, I didn't think there was anything other than the Sydney form. I think the Everest form starting to hold up, and the two horses out of that. Um, always looking for. I note that Shinzo looks like a big powerful Bavaro. Straight was suiting. He jumped out enormous down the straight during the week, but he's actually never beaten Cylinder home in a race other than dying the slipper he did. Um, but then there's a couple of other meetings where he hasn't. So um, maybe Shinzo at the value. I don't know. Does King's Gambit, does Barrier 2 suit King's Gambit, Walt? Um, no, does anything just... suit King's Gambit? I still can't explain what it did. Like uh, ratings wise and everything last start, it's just, it's. I just can't stand the horse, to be honest. It just <laughs> does everything wrong and. Does and runs time and then does everything right and doesn't and I don't. It's just a horse that if it ever wins a race, I'll probably lose. Is there a chance it could do a home affairs, Shinzo? Is there some chance, Walt? Is he good? Is he? Has he got that in the tank? Uh, or he could. Like, well, that right. Like, there was like two hopes, wasn't there? Really, like it was a very different right. Uh, right yeah. uh, I they're very different horses, and I think the races are very different. I I don't know. I think he was a bit flattered the day that he won the slipper. I think he was. Uh, He's only been fair this time in, and Cylinders in much. I couldn't back him to beat Cylinders. Probably yep. my answer. Yep. It's just yeah, that <clears throat> until you can there yeah, the inside draws are going to be really interesting to see what plays out there. As a let's um, we'll put the car in reverse because you think you've got a bit of a bank builder on uh, Friday night. There's a class one fifteen hundred meter race on Friday night with the rail at four meters, which petrifies me a little bit here. But um, look, I, 
without Jamie Carr, I marked this horse odds odd. With Jamie Carr, I was mortified when I saw the acceptances and they put Carr on it because I was waiting for this race because she's just shockingly out of form, as we saw with um, Von Hawk the other day. Um, so, but I really nearly feel she can't get this wrong here on the top end, Mr. Mojo Rising. Um, he's always showed promise. 12 months ago, he was running second in the in the Group 2 Guineas in New Zealand behind Pia, who, who Aussie bought and brought out here for the Hobartville and was running Group 1's its last two starts. If you go back through its last two starts um, that it's had this prep, jumped out well and it's put, it put Emily Posman on first start and at Geelong, Geelong Cup Day the other day, put Tatum on. They snagged it back to last. She just took it up the rail. Um, it's just in the green there behind that uh, Mr. Brightside colours horse. She just swings it around it now. And um, last 200 metres here, just savages the line to get beat less than a length. Uh, that race is a much, much, much stronger race than this. Um, they've shown a lot of intent with, um, you know, Posman and Bull off for, for car on, even though she is battling at the moment. Not not bothering to claim here, which which I probably like. Draw on 8 of 10, so she just needs to get it across. There's a fair bit of speed here. A few horses like Shoquan, Champagne, uh, Champagne Sharon. Uh, I had something else. Moonshine Annie that'll probably go forward. I think she can just slot in if she does that in the first four. Um, yeah, I, I could easily get this at evens. And I think, yeah, $3.50 around everywhere, it's it's a great bet. It kills me the old, whether she's in form or not, putting a 50-kilo jockey on a 62-kilo horse absolutely drives me insane, unless it's the, like a world beater. kills me, but at least I agree with you. Perfect draw. But Melbourne boys, I've got no opinion here. Yeah, we bet up on it last up from the, the Mount Mal. I thought it was the best I've ever seen at Parade. Um, we bet up him and Baldino trying to get Pantalone beat, which worked, but, gee, Mr. Mojo Rising would have been a much better result at 9.50, and I think you could have made a clear case she didn't go as far back early. She she would have been right in the play in the finish. So um, yeah, he's flying this horse, and I think he's come back even better this campaign off his first two runs, really savage the line. So, no, nah, he was uh, he was one I was definitely looking at across the weekend, probably following, following our money up. No $9 on uh, Friday night, but as long as he wins, it doesn't matter. I, I didn't get that far. I've got, I did the maidens there for race one and two, and I've got one. When you want to ever do out wide in race two, then scoop. But if you want to do it now or later, but uh, big Jimmer is it, is it big Jimmer, DK? It is. Oh, as a yeah, it is big Jimmer. It's big yeah. Jimmer. Yeah, <laughs> I saw it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, tell we us did... why you like it. Five dollar oh, chance Jimmer. at top All right. sport. All right, race two. Yeah, mile. I've just seen the horse. I haven't done the full race, so I'll let DK go. Mile, mile maiden. Um, so big Jimmer. I think he's named after Jimmy Steins. Just looking at all the ownership, all the big heavyweights from the Melbourne Footy Club in there. Um, so he, he went around on debut and was a heavily backed favourite on, on debut in a race where there's some horses, the winner, and something else that had a $1.60 SP on its debut, and they still wanted to smash this in the market. And um, he got back. He got strung up in traffic when the leaders got away. What did you put on the form The form uh, comment? DMP? Was that? Did, did not, DMP did not yeah. participate. Yeah. But he raced, yeah, DM, raced greenly. He, and he, then he came up the straight like he was a miler, like he's by done deal out of gunner wide. He like so he's bred for ground. So um, oh, just that SP, that the SP was the main thing there. I said, you know, when the SP short and there's no other alternative, which is okay, the market's coming to it. There was other alternatives in the race that had good form and they still wanted to smash it. So I think that tells you what its level of talent expectation is. Uh, it gets quickly gets to its right trip in the mile. Johnny Allen sticks. Um, it's a nice price at three to one or whatever it is. Uh, Lena's reels a favourite. P. Moody, I'll, I'll map it as I said, what I, what I feel about P. Moody favourites. It's 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 already had the run at the mile, probably wants 2,000, but stays at the mile. A couple of others. Like, they are a lightly raced bunch. I've only seen most of them once. Um, but uh, I thought, um, I'm th I'm just saying big Jimmy and now he's out to a mile, can run to that SP expectation on debut. And uh, I think as I said, he sort of, no, he doesn't done the form, but he, he sort of obviously watched the Ballarat race and saw similar things. But, uh, yeah, so big Jimmer on Friday night, Scoot. Beautiful. <clears throat> race two, number uh, one, Big Jimmer for DK, and then race three, number one for Azza. So nice little bank builder at Mooney Valley on Friday night, but uh, be careful. Don't uh, sit around and uh, back every race and do your absolute shallots because it's nothing worse than doing that just before uh, Derby Day. It's uh, a trap for young players, I would have thought. We're going to skip back to Flemington on Saturday. Race five is the Wakeful Stakes. Zadozzi's 245 favourite. Kona Sana is 440. Harlow Miss $5. Amazonian Lass is 11. 
Athela Fleed is $16, surprising $19. And then you've got uh, Bond Mistress, Coco Sun, Sentimental Flame, rounding out the main chances there. And Zadozi is the replay that uh, we're going to have a look at here in the Adwood Manifold in the Godolphin Blue. Yeah, look, I, I acknowledge here she got pretty much a perfect PR. She got the absolute smother, uh, you know, got out at a perfect time and, you know, had plenty in the tank and just accelerated. But at the end of the day, it's a super convincing win. Um, it's very hard to see anything in this race turning the tables on it. Um, and not only that, I just, I've always thought she's a horse of promise. She won her first three. Um, she, she really looked apart. You know, even at Gosford in her first win, she was last on the rail. Um, she just savaged a line. Uh, you know, at 20s that day, I thought, oh, this is a nice horse. She's resumed in, you know, in the, in, in the spring in the Silver Shadow and T Rose. Didn't do a lot. Switched her down here. It was a tragedy beat at Sandown um, in that in that seventh of nine race um, there with GSP twenties and so I think yeah she is off a big SP fourteens in the tens last start. The other cop two dollars forty here, um, but I just think potentially those SPs were wrong um, in in a couple of those races and I, I think she's always had the ability. Just the market had underrated it, uh, and I think she proved that last start um, beating Aprilia and Amazonian last. Look, the 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 horses who have had the run at two thousand meters, um, you know, is obviously the danger, the ethereal. Um, but Konasana, you've got a cop J car, um, which is a weird booking. Uh, so you're going D Lane to J car. Um, but I can't have it. Harlow Mist is a horse I've I've always really really liked. Um, Sergeant took it to Kenzo for a tick over, and it still nearly won last start. Up to 2,000 here, goes Reese James to B Shin, fair change, gets one, it's going to save me a tickets. I thought it was the only possible danger, but uh, betting up Sardozzi, I'll chop out um, on Harlow Mist. So Dozy was a little birdie syndicate bet last start at the $10, so Nico and I will struggle to jump off this this horse. I thought she was pretty dominant, as as I said. She had the PR. Walt, thoughts? Nah. I'm happy to go with Azza. With Azza on Zadozzi? Going with Azza. I'm surprised. Oh, I, yeah, Nico didn't find this as one. one of his best. It's got the blue jacket on. Well, I just, I just don't know if it was real. The manifold. It was just a, feels like a bit of a too good to be true. But um, she's obviously got a fair bit of talent. I just uh, the format of the race is a little suspect to take two thirty. But um, the, what about you, Timmy's it's, real, it's really where you go looking elsewhere, isn't it? There's not much there. Little barge ass again. Can you find him up there with Gay Waterhouse hard feet no, up on well, speed? It, it had the perfect run in the in the manifold and was smashed by Zadozzi, so probably not. It was a hard day it's to make ground, except for the Turnbull. Tim wasn't on it there, mate. You've got the afterburners have got to kick in this week. Yeah, those those races like the Riff Rocket race, which he run and Apulia was sort of wide. It was tough for those horses wide on the track, and Zadozzi probably did have the right run through. Uh, I thought what would be tipping the ten, but um Mustn't have done no, the work it's, yet. It's it's not it's not my sort of race to be honest. I think all those fillies are pretty, average pretty average bunch of animals, and I think mm. I think um, you know if she repeats that last start, she, uh, again I could get her odds on, and I hope they do take her on because I think there will be a view that Nico's got, and I can understand why there there could be that view in the marketplace. Um, yeah, just love a little tick over trial in between, like. I'd be very surprised if this gets back. Uh, the VRC derby, we sort of spoke about it earlier in the show. Any thoughts there, Az? Oh, yeah, listen to you guys. I mean, Riff Rockets odds on in some places. Like, it's no possible chance I could take odds on. It doesn't mean it can't win. I'm just, I'm nearly, I'm nearly going to shoulder arms on the day, um, which would be the first time I'm on that derby day, not out of bed, but I actually might back this roguery. Uh, Lloyd and Lucy sauce drawn one, saved plenty of tickets. Won a shocking maiden at Tatura, then beat open class in a zero to 64. I don't know, maybe I'm just trying to find an angle of something that maybe is an up and comer, but God, you know, it's $34. So, you know, you can laugh at me if you want, but you know, might have no, no, I had similar, I had similar thoughts as well. I know that as well. We, I, I was on him at Tatura and the yeah, big well, win. Yeah, that day, right? I was, I was on him at Sale when he was $5 into evens and uh, he went over, but then he got the gear change and went drop back in grade a little bit and went up in trip. So he's had the two runs at 2,000. He looks, he's bred to stay the trip. Um, yeah, he's he's not, he's in the scoot squatting numbers as well. 
<laughs> I went looking for this also Tuesday, and I, I noticed some people had already gone into $13, some bookies, and I thought, what are they doing here? Like this They're horse has to shots. Well, it's crazy, and you can still get 40s. You might be able to get 50s, but um, yeah, I thought there was a bit of merit in his last couple of starts, but I thought Billy Gates was a bit of a uh, – a rough, a, a rough one, and just a, a just a weird one. I thought he could have got a little bit closer last start, and just a strange one from Moody to go fifteen hundred meters this horse, two thousand in the Neds Classic, and just to persist with his horse out to twenty five hundred. I think oh, he's, a, horse... he's a million. They paid a million bucks for him. Mm. That's probably why. Yeah, trying to get something out of the wreck. Fourteen to sixteen. Hell no, I'm going to be three four wide the trip. I went looking for it as well, but it's just a shocking, like yeah. I love Derby Day and I love the Derby, but um, yeah, this one there won't be any weight for eight stars coming out of this. No, it's a uh, it's a little bit lack, lack lackluster this year. Let's go up to Sydney. I know Waz has got some strong thoughts about uh, the Golden Eagle, and it looks like an absolute ball terror in a uh, pretty lackluster card at Rose Hill. But the favourite here is Hawaiian Five O, and they have not missed it at all. Six into three dollars ninety. Amelia's Jewel four twenty. Legato eight fifty. Obam Baruramai. I've said that wrong. $10. Did you see Josh try and say it? Oh, poor bugger. It was terrible. <laughs> $10. Uh, the Japanese horse, we'll say. Pericles, $11. You just call it Michelle Obama or something when you just, I don't know, you give oh, up. I called it Obama Samurai. <laughs> yeah. I think it's easy just to say Obama exactly. Samurai. Oh, $11 Pericles. Kovalika, 11 Osipenko, 18 into $13. Uh, Golden Mile, 21 Ruthless Dame, $21. Attrition, 26 Vienna Princess, 26 Redina, 34 And then you got uh, Ed Cummings. Or straight ace of 41, and uh, I'll give up speaking there. A couple of the replays that we're going to have a look at here is Hawaii 5 0 in the Everest, just in the uh, Singo's Colors. Singo's Colors. On the back of Private yeah, Eye. What do you think of this run? What's that? You, what do you think of it? Yeah. Yeah, he got caught. He jumped too well and sort of got had to drag back further. But um, uh, is this the right race? Yeah, this yeah, is the right race. This is so, it. Uh, he looks like he's looking for further to me already. I've mm. I, I got no issue with him being outsprinted by a horse like It's Secret who's been ridden further back and he's definitely not stopping through the line, which is the main thing getting up to the 1500. And this is the other horse, uh, the Japanese horse, Obama Samurai, I'm going to call him. He's right down the outside here with the uh, the white. Hits the front, With the kinda. yellow cap. Yeah, he sort of makes a big, long, sustained run from uh, just back in late. the field and, and just doesn't quite see out the mile and that's in a – in a group one over uh, 1,600 in Japan. but uh, He did win first up at a mile before this, so mm. it's not really a, a distance issue, I don't think. It was just the sort of run he had and the level of that race. Mm. He's an interesting gallop. I've gone through a couple of his tapes, and to my eye, it looks like he's got a motor, and he's drawn barrier two now. And I think, Has he ever uh, run the um, the Sydney way of going? Yes. He has. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it'd be interesting to see if he can settle midfield or forward. He's the horse that I want to be with. JP said he was really happy with him yesterday, which he's a pretty harsh marker. Uh, said he got on his right leg when he asked him to, which is obviously important. as what Nico was sort of saying, going this way. So, like, he only galloped him once and first time he sat on him, but he was um, he was he was really happy. So that's about all we can see from out here, isn't it? It's, it's hard to tell, but I've, I'd never have an issue with a, a Japanese horse first up 1,500 like they've – I've seen 20 horse fields of two year olds, 1,800 metres, all first starters over there. It's a, it's a different world. So, yeah, I think he'll show up in good order. What are we doing with Amelia Jewel? She just got off the truck, just landed in Sydney. Happy to forgive. It's mixed reports out of the stable and, and what you heard at the barrier draw. Some saying a bug, some saying nothing in it. Might have been looking for excuses. Is anyone out there happy to forgive her? Nico, you were obviously horned up last time. I think she's hard to back on Saturday. Like she's, I think she's the best horse in the race. I'm, I'm convinced she's really good, but I don't think we saw her best last start, and she still could be really flat off that traveling up to Sydney. She obviously was flat in the run, given how she ran, and now she's going to bounce off that. Maybe that just took a lot out of her those first two runs. So she's going to get a good run from five. Like she's definitely going to get the right run in the race. It's just whether she's actually still fully with us. But now she's she's very talented. I think her best would win it. It's just whether she's at her best. I'll have a go here. I'll say she's the most overrated horse in Australia. Oh, I love it. Um, if you actually analyse her form, um, you know, in Group 1, she beat Ironclad and Steinem, getting nine kilos off him. She's been Red Can Man, 
got beat a touch by overpass. You should have won ground and beat life lessons. Al Patreon's prior to Jenny denied knowledge. I think we've boosted her up. There's no doubt she's hugely talented, but she didn't eat for four days after that Turak. So clearly she was off. Um, I did, I did bet against her that day. Unfortunately, not successfully. Um, Is that a half a trumpet? I, no, no, it <laughs> wasn't because I didn't, I didn't back attrition and I didn't back a Tina. I backed amenable each way and Banker's Choice at 200s flew home and potted me for third. I was filthy. Anyways, <laughs> irrelevant. Um, I just think so. I don't think she's as good as the media have made her out to be. Um, and she's then coming off a run where she was clearly off her, um, off her best and took a few days to recover. Simon Miller said if they had have targeted the Cox plate, they might have got her up for it. So an extra seven days plus a trip to Sydney, the other way of going, um, for me, I'm just, I'm going to oppose her. If she wins, I'll clap and say, awesome, you're a star, but, um, still got to prove it for me. This is an amazing race. Um, absolutely phenomenal race. So yeah, I'm against her. I think, I think she, she could be a sprinter. Maybe I think that's just, they might've flattened her. You know what I mean? I think she might be a 1200 meter horse. So it's very hard, even if, if, if that's right, which it's again, just a speculation. And she's obviously runs further than 1,200. Um, it's hard for it, them to rescue this horse mid-preparation, come back to a race at this level and, and win. So I agree. Got to, I think you've got to take her on here and, and all you can do is clap if she wins. Mm. DK, any thoughts? Group 1, DK? No, I didn't get around that far. The camp's very bullish, isn't he? Simon Miller's saying, no, it's all, all guns blazing and she's bounced back and she's 1,000% and everything. But, um, yeah, I'm... You know, the old Mark Reed thing was, uh, yeah, the, the, the really good horse off a bad run, hasn't expended any energy, so it means it can be a coiled spring next start. But that was a brutally, brutally run Turak, and I think it just took everything out of it more than just, you know, you know that. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'd be concerned about coming off that back bouncing back to her very best, which she'll need to be to win this. That's the other key, isn't it? She she can't get away with a half busted run here and win. You wouldn't imagine. So. Yeah, <clears throat> I thought the Japanese horse was clearly the horse to beat. I thought Osipenko blinkers on. That's a classic Walla, 2,000 metres back to, you know, the strong mile or 1,500 here. I thought he was the wrong price earlier. I wish I had taken the price, but I was asleep at the wheel a little bit. Legato's an interesting run. I think she's got lots of ability, but, um, yeah, a bit of the unknown. But uh, you're going to settle on Hawaii 5 Walt, and Obama Samurai? Yeah, Obama Obama's the most. Like, it's the horse I'll probably make the best winner just because it's X Factor. Like, I just do love these Japanese horses. I love when they bring a quality horse out, which this horse looks like, you know, it's not deep impact, but it's um, it's pretty good. And it's the horse that could just be better than him and you're getting double-figure odds. Hawaii's short enough, but he gets the perfect run. It's interesting. They all draw perfect gates. So they're all going to be, you know, inside. They're going to get nice runs, all these, you know, Pericles is there. Uh, Kovalika with Blink is interesting. Uh, what, who else is down there? The Amelia's Jewels drawn perfect. Legato's drawn perfect. You can't really knock it. Yeah, I, I don't see it being a, a race where I'm going to absolutely be ball steep in it, but um, so many good angles again. It is a great race, great betting race. So, you know, I argue that there's races earlier in the day where you've got 24 runners where you'd be insane to have a bet, but I couldn't knock anyone sort of following their own line of thought in this race and, and betting into it. So I think this is a success apart from the. 10 million. I'm going to be balls deep in it. Um, yeah. Well, but you, already, already, you go balls already deep am. more than Ron Jeremy. So I already uh, am. Hand on, hand on hip, Ron Jeremy, great man. <laughs> uh, invented the hand on hip. Outstanding. As a, thanks. Uh, and Paul Elliott, his name was. Shout out to him. He said, little birdie is eight times better than get on. I absolutely love it. I said, oh, eight times. He goes, yep, eight times. It's categoric. So I uh, said I'd give him a shout out. Loves your show. And um, said he gets great insight from it. So, uh, yeah. Imagine how good we'd be if we left the Scoots Morals segment out. We'd be like 20x. <laughs> 20x. It was loose out there, I'd say. Nico, I came trying to find you, mate, for 15 minutes. It was that cold. It was like Antarctica. So, <laughs> it gave up. I don't know if you watched last week's show, but uh, he said that he could hear you, but he couldn't see you. <laughs> yeah, there was one, one point that I heard where I was, but I couldn't, couldn't really uh, couldn't source him out there. But. <laughs> No, you get some uh... the show. I was I was putting back the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle on Thursday. I was in <laughs> a world of pain. Uh, it's Thursday. Only way to do the Geelong Cup. Happy Derby Day. We'll see you next week.
Beautiful stuff. All right, we're going to keep uh, cruising into the Rose Hill card, and it's Rose Hill Gold Cup. Race number nine is the next one. Canberra Legends, the favourite here, $2.80. Stroke of luck, $4.60. Dye Mill, $6. No compromise, $6.50. Shock them over, $10. Shibley, $16. Political Debate, $16. Wild Planet, $18. $21. Skylab, and a couple of replays here. No compromise is the first one, Walt, uh, from the Craven Plate. Uh, oh, thanks. We'll just relive this. Uh, it's good. I think it's perfect for a lead-up. So it was a little bit back in distance here. This horse has come off two really slow-run races prior to this and gone like an absolute rocket. And then Tommy Berry sort of puts him in the zip locker here behind uh, <laughs> uh, near, what's his name, Numerian, and and he's still there till Christmas. This is, his, if you don't watch, yes, he did yeah. it twice on the day. Uh, Renaissance woman coming to the outside, Zarek. They're both really high-rating race, which is surprising. It didn't look that exciting on paper. They went a bit quicker than it looked. That sweated to the outside of him too. So it's pretty deep. Solid, probably secondary weight for ages. I kept hearing Lambourne say that the eighteen hundred meter times are out at Ramwick. So no, they could be right because it, he yeah, said it was it pretty crazy how, how quick they went. Mm. What's this? This, this is, is who you now? In, this is Skylab. Monophilia. In. Okay, so Skylab's second from the outside. A day where it was hard to sort of run on wide, and again, really slow run race. Uh, he's not ideally suited there. That's never com- no compromise. Ripping through the middle, uh, running similar finishing sections to Montefilia there. Uh, yeah, my, my thoughts on this race, we've got this, what's it called, Canberra legend? Yep. So obviously I think a little bit of a reaction to land legend and what it did, obviously they put up sort of 14 bucks it and it was uh, it was heavily back. They've gone the opposite here, I think, and opened this one up pretty tight. Is It does have better form on paper than, than land legend, but I think this is a lot deeper race too and I just love the setup of no compromise. It's a horse that... It's been pretty good, and like we're getting sort of Tommy off, Nash on, huge, huge tick, uh, absolutely perfect draw. Does have to give them weight, but deserves to do so, and just a silly price for Skylab, who's also getting a, a rider change and a, and a soft draw. I can see it really improving at odds. The horse that I you sort of have to leave out because you can't have a more stroke of luck. It's just well enough found. It's it was just a really good win. The horse only had won one race prior to last start, but that was, I thought, sort of second up. It was a bit vulnerable and they put a brutally run race there and it ran away from them late. It's a horse that's probably on the up and I'm um, a little bit scared of, but I think uh, no compromise is a, a big price. I think it's sort of $7 plus around and 20 to 1 plus around for Skylab. Just happy to to play them around the the legend horse who's, you know, if it starts at $1.60, um, if, if, it, if the money keeps coming for it, I'm going to be concerned that I'm very wrong. But I just think they've, the the bookies have done the opposite here to land legend. They don't want another land legend in situation. They've opened this one up short, and I think they've left the um, the locals at, at a decent price with good setups. Horse like Shockamova, Nico, can he uh, make the big step up here? Obviously, he's, you know they've taken him slowly, slowly, but now he's got fifty two kilos up to the two thousand. Yeah, it's aggressive placement going to Rose Hill, but it's it's a good money race for you know no compromise Skylab. Um, Die mill, they just go round and round, don't they? A few of them. So, um, horse on the up, but barrier nine at Rose Hill just it hasn't been the play recently to sort of get back and make a lot of ground there. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. He seems he seems like he might be a bit against it from the map. Who rides? Mickey D. MD. Mm. Does drop big in the weight too. He gets down at 52 kilos, but uh, yeah, he's, he's a horse with plenty of promise. But I think he might be looking for a bit further now, like in this sort of grade, maybe 2400s when he, when he will really hit his straps at at this sort of level. But um, now nah, fair play having a crack at the prize money because uh, you would probably go to a cut week and run for 250 or mm. 200 and he can go up there and run for, I think it's seven. So uh, you got to roll the dice, don't you? Stroke of luck, Walt. He's a uh, frustrating horse for some. Me, uh, it goes 59 to 52 kilos and Zach Attack takes the right. Yeah, that's the horse I'm just scared of. It's the it's if it was seven or eight bucks and the same as no compromise, I would have happily unloaded on the two of them and probably left Skylab out. So maybe it's a situation where I would probably chop maybe um, the old chop chop just because yeah. And, and I think O'Shea's horses are showing a little bit more than they may show on paper. I think they're all starting to to find their form, and and it was a good example of that last start. It's um, yeah. That's a, I, yeah, it'll be interesting. The betting in this race will be interesting. I'll be either very right or very wrong. There'll be nothing in between. All right. I like uh, I like just taking a set against the shorty there at the $2.80. So that could be, uh, be close to lay of the day. No replays here, but the Giga Kick Stakes, uh, $3 million race. So crazy prize money here. Think about it. $1.65, Private I-370, Cascadian, $9.50, Bellinir, Patina, $11. Marzu, $15. Zapato is going to stay in Sydney, $15. Cold Crusher, $26. 
And, um, yeah, surf dance would love Tapper just sort of jogging around there as well. But um, not much to talk about here is their cold crusher goes straight to the front and then it's probably does Nash sit outside the leader is probably the key to the race for mine. If he sits outside the leader, I'd probably have him joint favourites. And think about it, just gets the best run you've ever seen again, doesn't it? He just draws that perfect gate. But if Nash sort of does, if the few of them push forward because there doesn't look any tempo in the race other than Cold Crusher, it could get shuffled. And yeah, like I, I, there's no way in the world I'm taking a dollar sixty-five. Think about it, even though he's a you know what is he ten from eleven or eleven from twelve or something crazy. But he's he's never really put a a good field away. He's just always had a perfect run and and done what he has to do, which is a great attribute in itself. But I, I think that I I think Privatise a better horse. Um, he may, you know, he's probably got more upside the other one, but I, I think there should be less between them. And if Nash rides a good tactical race here, it's going to take a, a pretty good effort from the stable mate to run past him. Mm. Free bet, I'd probably back uh, Private Eye. Melbourne boys, think about it. It's hard to go past, but yeah, dollar sixty-five <laughs> probably no value. It's not like a, it's not like Imperatrice, is it? Like it's nah. like last week. It's nah, that's yeah. it. You're happy to take the twos on? Yeah. So. Yeah, and even Marzu and that, they've, they've probably got a little bit of upside. Cole Crusher, I think, is one I'd definitely throw in exotics. I think 1,300 metres third up for it. It'll it'll kick on and go a little bit quicker than it did last start. Went too slow against IME and could hold on for a place maybe. That's that's how bad the race is. Marzu yeah. does look a bit ready to do something. Like he was he was working into the Everest well and then he got chopped out of a run and knocked down. Like he he might be set to peak a bit here third up. And they're drawn six and seven. So it would be interesting if they both have the same sort of idea to probably try and get in front of Think About It. And mm. um, if Nash could potentially get on his back, oh, then it's game on. Yeah. Then it's game on because Marzo will take him a long way and then Think About It will have to, to come past him. So if, if that worked out that way, I'd, I'd definitely have Private Eye favourite if that's how the, the map landed, which is you'd think's a good chance. I don't think they're going to drag Marzo out back out to last. That would be pretty silly. Mm. Bellini Patina has gone super in her last two starts as well, just to uh, for Squid's quality numbers got in there before you, DK, so you could throw her in for a uh, third as well. All right, if you want uh, more uh, Johnny stuff, uh, it is a massive, massive week, as DK sort of suggested. So not just the metros, but there's stuff out wide. So I know Johnny will be uh, working right around the clock, so racingwatch.com.au. Melbourne Cup day out wide is always a great day to have a look at because so many people get them. It's the day where everyone can get on. So Exactly. Yeah, it's a nice day to be up and about. Some sneaky, sneaky setups. So uh, racingwatch.com.au for the Telegram service or jumping in the Discord. Great time to uh, check that out and just take the week off work, call in sick and... uh, uh, enjoy the racing all week. All right, that's time now for Walt's favourite segment of the show, which is uh, Scoot's Moral. Just just keep having bad rides and bad luck. Um, last week it was Verdad, as DK said. So, again, it's not my fault. I keep finding the right horses. But uh, I just need a, uh, a trouble-free ride. And we're going to go to the Carbine Club at Stakes. This is a horse that I've liked since uh, the Brisbane uh, Winter Carnival. Brave Mead's a favourite here, two dollars ninety. He Man's three eighty. Influential four dollars. Kai's at nine. Ursa nine fifty. Just in time nineteen. Uh, Critique twenty one. And Rovno Amber forty one. That's the uh, the field there. But uh, He Man's the horse that uh, caught the eye for me. He's out the back there in uh, the China Horse Club colours with the uh, he's in the white cap, well back, just screaming out for a, a, a mile here. So Macarena just sat uh, outside the leader here and uh, showed a fair clean set of heels here and just uh, booted clear. But this horse just keeps um, charging right to the line. I think uh, the Melbourne way of going is going to sort of help him here. Uh, looks like just a set play grand final. So his first start was in the Poseidon Stakes at Flemington. So they've given him a look at it. I think he was back in the wrong, uh, or well behind uh, that pack that day behind Archer and Archer. And I'm unstoppable. Um, there was sort of there was a front pack and then there was a back pack, and he was just well out of his ground there. So uh, he's seen Flemington and he's uh, put in a really good run there over the 1400. And then he gets to his grand final here, the Carbine Club. I think this is the right glade great here brave mead had sort of every possible influentials i guess the query horse and the x-factor horse he comes through uh the kembler run i thought it was really good um he may want sort of 2000 meters so he might be even better over further but i thought uh with the prep under the belt and uh this second time around i thought uh he was the horse here he's been five into sort of three dollars eighty he man already um you might be able to get uh, you definitely be able to get four dollars because he's going to map well back um but, uh, yeah, the $5 is definitely a spoil early, I would have thought. And um, I think he's uh, going to be super hard to beat here. I'd be surprised if Nico, we've probably seen him previously. He's a, he's a very nice-looking 
individual. I've seen him in person. And uh, it braved me just getting over the top of those two gay waterhouse horses that sort of look stretched at 1,400. Um, yeah, he's an easy horse to try and oppose. So, yeah, I can't disagree with you. Mm. No, I couldn't agree. The first angle I went saw in that race was, what well, can we find to beat Brave Mead? Mm. And I love this, you know, just me, love the redemption factor here. So Zara sack, doesn't ride gold trips. So Luke Murrell says, well, we'll give you the arse off Brave Mead then and we'll put Jay Spencer on. Then Zara goes on He-Man and just he loves He-Man, goes steaming past Brave Mead. So um, I'd like that and sort it, of stuff. It's just weird how, like, the way that gap opened up last Saturday, I've never seen anything like it. I just pissed myself when Zara was camped behind him and then they just rub and I'm like, oh, just when, when they're in this sort of form, it turns quickly, always does turn quickly in racing, but when they're in this sort of form, things just keep falling in line, don't they? Mm, so hopefully uh, J-Mark's not squeezing him in there. He might just sort of sit outside him and try and put him in a pocket. But 1,600 at Flemington, what, eight horse, eight or nine horse field, surely he can get out in time and uh, he's just going to eat up every bit of the 1,600. So he's uh, my uh, my model for the week and fingers crossed we can just get a little bit of luck because we definitely uh, need it at the moment. Punningform.com.au is how I do my form. Uh, I use the black book religiously there and I just love flicking through all the different sort of uh, form lines lines uh there's class benchmarks there's overall benchmarks i use them for sort of different reasons um looking at sort of like track profiles and things like that so there's just it's just the ultimate tool to deep dive in and it's just so simple to use punningform.com.au so uh, they even do tutorials if uh it's all uh in gibberish for you but uh, make sure you check it out it'll definitely help you do your form we'll go up to queensland now for eagle farm and he's uh donnie's best g'day gents happy colour day Got a couple of nice bets coming up at Eagle Farm this weekend. First one comes up in race three, Rossau for Waller. Romney takes over for CJ Graham. Massive jockey upgrade. Um, it was a very good last start. I ran some of the best sectionals of the day. It was flew home late. Steps up to 1800, seven day backup. All the ticks. I think I'd be winning. $3 seems a nice price. We go to race nine, a lucky last. Lost in transit. Did the job for us two weeks ago. I think it'll do it again. Should lead from barrier one, control the race, and it's got a really sharp turn of foot at the end. So I think it'll stack them up and sprint away and looks around, uh, looks a nice bet around $3.20 mark. So they're my two best. Race three, Rossu. Race nine, lost in transit. Good luck. Reckon uh, Donnie would have been uh, sweating bullets when Rousseau was. Uh, just charging the line behind uh, Eagles Craig last start. That was his four-unit bet last week. Extra 100 metres, it would have gobbled that horse up. So this horse uh, out to 1,800, I haven't done the race properly, but um, that could just be a chips-in job. I have not looked at all. Hmm. In Donnie, we trust. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very keen to uh, back this one. So race three, number two, uh, provided there's not too many other dangers in the race. And race nine, number seven, this loss in transit. Just a winning machine. You just love to own a slice of this. A couple of boys up at Sunshine Coast have uh, got shares in this, but they're doing a great job with uh, this horse. I think it's uh, five from nine, and he just barely finishes out of the uh, the top three. He's an absolute uh, beauty, this horse, and they've just taken him right through the gates. And Donnie's found him again. So Barrier One gets every possible uh, chance. Three dollars ten into two ninety against the uh, the high horse there, Go, Go, Go Wanji, who's back, but uh, might just need a uh, a bit of a pipe opener. But uh, a lot of hype around that horse. Uh, the top sport promo this week, we're going to do uh, race one, He-Man into race five, number one, Zardozzi, as is best. So magic time and it was an absolute slaughter job last week. So uh, I was abs- I just couldn't believe it. Didn't run sort of top two and I know what was filthy. So I uh, should be get around sort of $4 or $4.50 there for the top two promo once uh, Tristan's awake and happening there. Top Sports team is this week. There's uh, a lot of action here now. It's race four, number seven, Spacewalk. So that's $2,005. Interesting that they sort of persisting with the 1,200 metres. Uh, I haven't done this race. Nico, you've probably had a good look at it. But I thought this horse just 1,000 metres and 1,100 metres is his go in life. It does seem that way. Of his last four runs, um, they've all been 11 or 1,000. He pretty much should have won all of them. So, And they've stuck with Jay Carr as well. So, um, yeah, it's... You know, he's probably not bad odds given what he was last up, but um, it's not it's not much of an easier race and 1,200 is probably a little query. So, yeah, I don't know if I love the bet. I think I'd be happy to be Tristan taking it, yeah, for sure. Mm, interesting switch there. As you mentioned, Jamie Carr off and then you got J-Mac going on uh, triple missile, which yeah, a lot of people were, you know, were uh, asking a lot of questions about her ride in the Gilgai when Star Patrol won the race. That's just how they ride him though. They ride him with a... 
I try to a dash to try and get there late. No one ever takes off early on him. Even Froggy like did it in that race last year. He probably should have won that. He just waited too long. They, I don't know for whatever reason they seem to think he only can sprint for a hundred meters, which isn't the case on his sectional data. And Star Patrol zoomed late there, didn't yeah. it? Like it was savaging the line, so it wasn't wasn't really dying on its run. It was just Star Patrol just ran away from it. What about Beggy Sauce? Can it improve so I can tell Timmy like I so know what I'm talking Jake? about? Yeah. Huh? 1,400 oh. outside leader last There's start. There's some people who think it can. I think the jury's out. <laughs> I was. I bet up against Star Patrol against it two back and then seemed like it had every chance. And then last start was just very, very plain. Like it ran mm. last in the Mayor's race over 14. Now it comes back to 12. I don't know. It's The riding might be on the wall there after last start. Just might not have fully come it's up. It's not G-Beg's carnival so far, is it? So, uh, might be just a straight horse. Might Jeez, not, yeah. I'd sort was. of half make a bit of a case for it. Could just be a forgive one runner. It's got to be in the race. I would have thought this could be your bet, DK uh, Flemington race six number one Shinsu thousand at uh, seven dollars. If you think he's going to do a uh, home affairs, mm. the next one is Flemington race eight number four thousand at uh, six dollars fifty. This is, this, is the, this is the J Mac. These are all the J Mac bets. They got money all. after last week. They tell me. Yeah, big big Waller fanboy uh, collection of bets here, and then uh, Rose Hill Race Eight Number Seven, Osipenko. Who's that? That's Collet. That's Collet Magic. Team Waller. Yeah, Waller, Waller, Waller. That's a Wallerathon. Oof. There's only one. If Waller's horse is eating the line early in the day, they don't tend to stop. So just keep an eye on them early. Mm. Where will Magic Time go, Nico? Ooh, Surely. You know uh, that. Come on, mate. come on. I don't know. Don't know where the next. Maybe the Rupert Clark. Maybe. Don't know where the next race would be for her. Be hard to beat. Be hard to beat. I know one thing. Jockey change. Schiller off. Going to strap ourselves in this Saturday and it's going to be a hectic, hectic He week. did you a favour in the last though, even though he half bloody missed a boat on it. Gringotts. Gringotts. Gringotts, the that, multi-banker. That saved my agates. Mm. Gringotts. Agots. All right, DK, you're on uh, Big Jimmer on Friday night, so uh, fingers crossed that gets the uh, the bank rolling. Uh, as has got uh, Mr Mojo rising and then just will sail into Flemington and shoot the lights out. I did... Uh, did love a little toy t- from uh, a bloke, Chris Winters, who I've met at a couple of Betfair functions. He uh, he tweeted out and said, looks like the easiest derby day ever. <laughs> and then someone, uh, Whitey, Luke White, chimed in and said, you just haven't done that, have you? I thought yeah. it was... Uh, and he put, and he put his, to his credit, he put all his tips up. He put his set out. He put he his, put he's his attached out. himself to him. So well, he wasn't stirring. He's actually bullish. <laughs> he's he's uh, bullish. Uh, Holy crap. I'm but, in the cupboard already and I haven't had a bet. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't yeah, it? no, it's a brutal week. Hopefully the punters can get off to a, uh, a big start on Derby Day and have a bit of confidence. There's usually one day it's absolutely impossible. So let's hope it's later in the week when we've got a bit of a bank so it's not as not as painful. I'll get myself barred from the family as the last thought. This just shows the Australian way. The, the, the sister-in-law and the boyfriend are having troubles after eight years and she froze the bank accounts because she was a bit worried. <laughs> and his reply was, what am I going to do, Melbourne Cup Day? <laughs> <laughs> Go Australia. Don't worry about eating. Just worry about having a pun on Melbourne Cup Day. That's the main thing. <laughs> Shout out to Paul Paul Elliott. You're on the money, mate. Eight times better show. I would have thought it was an 80 times better show than uh, get on. Uh, and we'll be back. We'll be back on Sunday for our runner by runner Melbourne Cup show. So uh, Walt's going to come over to my house again. Record the show and the boys down so in what, Melbourne. I'm and, not leaving, mate. So, all right, can't wait to see uh, you boys on uh, Sunday. Make sure oh, you yeah, have a little drinky winky Sunday afternoon scoop. Can't wait, DK. We'll, uh, <laughs> we might need the stallion chain because we're going to go what right, Sunday and Monday. So I'm going to get up all the Monday. form. That'll be it's going to be good. All the form done for uh, Cup Day uh, tomorrow as well. So that's another another social another calendar one you can full. Do. Hey? Yeah, social get, yeah. calendar full. Cup Day call the card. It's going to be outstanding couple of days in Melbourne and it's a real big show. You, you do notice in Melbourne, all the big punters seem to flock to Melbourne as well, like guys, international names that you've that's, heard yeah. a lot about and um, it's going to be an absolute I'm looking cracker. for a call of the card and that sort of stuff. All those, all the Den boys will be down. A lot of people, everyone comes down from the all interstate guys, so it uh, should be great. Melbourne's a buzz. It's a great time. That's why I'll be in uh, Dungeon. That's why I'll be at home. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 pickles. <laughs> All right, let's uh, back a couple of winners on Saturday and we'll back up and uh, we'll do the show Sunday and hopefully we can uh, nail the cup as well. We'll uh, see you next time.